Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host Pierce, joined alongside of my good pal Schmitty, and uh, and uh, got a lot to talk about today. My uh, Habs moving on to the third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, beating the Winnipeg Jets, sweeping the Winnipeg Jets after they swept the Edmonton Oilers, and after the my Habs came back from three one down against the Maple Leafs. So, um. How disappointed are you that your uh, Jets are out of the playoffs here? Um, <laughs> I, I think I made my point very clear last podcast. Without Mark Shifley, I don't give a shit. This team's a joke. And Jeez. I think I said it last podcast, pretty sure that series did more damage to Winnipeg than it did good in the long run because that's probably the playoff that should have gotten rid of Paul Maurice. And he's definitely sticking around now. So, I mean, good for the Hawks. That's all I'm going to say because we're going back in the division with those idiots. So, that'll be fun. But um, I, I don't know what Both else to say. If, if I'm Connor Hellebuck, I'm really pissed. I'll tell you that much. It's not Connor Hellebuck's fault they lost this series. That's for sure. Um, Dylan DeMello going down definitely doesn't help. I will say that. But... Like that's Dylan DeMille is what if, makes or breaks your team. That's a problem. I was going to say, if that if your team's performance hinges on Dylan DeMille, you got a bigger problem there. No, yeah, I agree 100%. I'm just saying that, like, they're already weak on the back end as is. And when you lose probably your best defensive guy, that's a problem. And then, I don't know. I mean, 
Montreal was just a better team this series. Top to bottom. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened since game six, but they – or game six against Toronto, but their power play has been incredible lately. Eric um, Gustafson. Fuck, I man. guess, dude. I believe Net front the presence, Corey ha- Perry. Yeah. The Habs have not lost a game with Eric Gustafson <laughs> in the lineup in these playoffs. <laughs> and he plays like eight minutes a game. It's so goofy. Oh I love how we transition from, so goofy. I love how we transition from your team. Your team's performance hinges on Dylan DeMello, and we continue to the Montreal Canadiens have not lost a single game in the playoffs with Eric Gustafson in the That's lineup. Because he's that good. Maybe the Winnipeg Jets should have gotten him at the trade deadline. They would have actually scored a goal when it mattered, you know. Yeah, I saw someone make a joke about that at the um, on Twitter a couple nights ago. They were just like, they showed the shot differentials from um, Game Four, and they were just like, "This is what happens when you uh, pick up or when Jordy Ben's your trade deadline acquisition for the <laughs> no, year." He is off, damn. Could have got Zadorov for first. Should have done it. Or, or played Vili Hainola, you know. Yeah, or literally do anything to help your team do anything worth a while. Because, I mean, that team just looked dead in the water after game one, let's be honest. Like, mm-hmm. that Shifley hit probably put that series away immediately, which is hilarious because now he's got to sit a game next year because uh, he didn't finish his suspension. <laughs> so that's really funny. Ah, Con- Con- Speaking of suspensions, Kadri's eight-game suspension upheld. Fuck you, Are loser. We- anyway. Um... <laughs> Yeah, like can't believe that dude tried to get his suspension moved twice. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, Montreal was Montreal was great this series. Also, um, big shout out to Tyler Toffoli. He's been fantastic these playoffs. That's Got the overtime winner. Yeah, best free agent signing probably. Yeah. Guy's making three point two five like actual salary this year, <laughs> and he's been bar none probably a top twenty five player in the league this. Year. Here, in terms and of also the most and, uh, uh, shout out to Cole Caulfield too and Nick Suzuki because that yeah. line, that whole line is actually playing very well. And Caulfield, mm-hmm. I think, set up to Foley for the game winner, which is a very yeah, nice he pass. Did. He's showing a lot of poise early on for as young as he is, and like just getting thrown to the wolves. So it's fun to watch them, though. I'll tell you that much. The last few games, they've looked a lot better than they looked. Let's put it this way: the, la- the last few games against the Jets, they looked like they could compete with. Maybe a Colorado or a Vegas. The first nine games before that, I was had some question marks, but they've really performed well these last two games. So I hope a week off doesn't really kill their mojo because they've been kind of riding this high for a good, what, like 11 days now in a row? Something like that. So that, I think they got to win games in 19 days, I believe. There you go. So the, And now they got to sit a week probably because I don't imagine this Colorado series ending in six. So no. Uh. Let's just hope they can keep the keep riding the high. And <laughs> the best in the comic game though is definitely the the Habs Reddit picture where it's Borat and he's like, "I go to America." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking best thing to come out of that game. <laughs> well, yeah, and I just wanted to say the most lopsided uh, expected goals, like by in terms of expected goals for NHL, like the past thirteen years where analytics have been tracked. So, like, imagine telling anyone ever. that in January. Yeah. Just ever. <laughs> I think the highest before was a 2008 Cup final where Detroit had like a 66, and I think the half were like 66.7. So exactly two thirds share. Ridiculous. 
I guess that really that series really just proved your point that you talked about a month ago, how bad statistically the Jets are uh, in terms of possession numbers. And like if a crappy Montreal team can bag skate you through the roof, that should prove that you probably need some system changes with that team come this offseason for sure. Well, they need a new coach. They need a new coach. I like their forward core, but you could easily move one of those forwards for an actual defenseman that can help this team. I don't know which one you moved. Definitely not Nikolai Ehlers. If I'm no, them, no, but no, no, no. You, you got to move. You got to do something because that defense can't go in the next season the same way, in my opinion. By the way, that Dubois for Line trade, both not teams looking good. Lost that one, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even. I, mean, I, th- I think Columbus is one in it. This I was point. gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say at least like Columbus has Rosovic, but when you look think at about it from it. Dubois and Line, they're both like. like Think about this too, though. They fired Tortorella. So I bet Kekalainen's just like, listen, we'll get a coach that's going to go to your strengths and we're going to give you all the money that you want and we're going to make you our superstar. So if they re-sign Line, that's a win for Columbus. Like Jack Roslevic's already a piece on that team in the middle six for the future. And, I mean, shit, Dubois didn't do a goddamn thing. No, he was on the fourth line. He was awful. He was terrible. And to think – you would think with Shifley going down, this is his time to step up. You know what I mean? Especially what but, he did against the Leafs last year. You know, he seriously he in Tampa too. Like he wasn't bad against Tampa, but um, like yeah, when Andrew Kopp and Adam Lowry are your best centers, you're not winning a series. That's just the way it is. You know, it's what's um to me is that this Montreal team is like they're sitting a guy like Thomas Tatar this entire time. Like, yep. How, how how does this happen? Also, well, you want to know how it happens, Jimmy? Because you're getting very good depth scoring from guys like Armia, Stahl, and Perry, who all have over six points in these playoffs. Yeah, I'm looking at the lineup right now, and I really Eric Stahl is quietly being very good. In these playoffs. I have to admit, I've really like I've not given this team credit it deserves, and I think you know after game three, it really hit me that this team might be legit. Like maybe this team is actually pretty legit, like not just in a bad division. Um, but what do we always roster, talk about though? The best thing about them is that they're just so perfectly spread out right now. That team, like, it's just it's they're four lines, like, they're four lines. Yeah, Eric Stahl's your fourth line center, and like, he doesn't have to be great, but if he's just you know, if he's just above average as a fourth line center, if he's above average of what Eric Stahl can be, then that's a great fourth line, yeah, definitely. And also. I mean, you look at how they're kind of spreading out their minutes. Their forwards, I feel like, are pretty even, but they're running basically four defensemen into the ground right now. Uh, when you watch, like Jeff Petrie's like, out. Yeah, Jeff Petrie's. Yeah, that could be a problem. Um, oh, but so that rest will help them. Like that. Yeah, that rest will definitely help. But you know, like it's just the fact that they're running four defensemen, and the fact that they. Like on paper, you look at their forward core and you would think, okay, they could maybe do something, but they are. And then you got Carey Price, who's just in freaking 20. He's basically in MVP he's, mode he's, right now. Like, this is 2015 Carey Price. He's going to be the starting think, goalie at the Olympics, him and Flurry. Been, been preaching it <laughs> for a month now, and he's just backing it up every time. Steps on the ice. But, um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, and Price isn't even 100%. From what they said, like he wasn't 100 percent going into these playoffs. Nice. He is doing everything in his power to get this team a cup. It's pretty awesome. And I also, I don't. Oh, what? 
Oh, sorry. I was going to bring up Carey Price, I think, is the first player to make above $10 million to make it past the first round. Oh, yeah, he and was. Like, yeah, that was a stat. Yeah, 100%. And so, which is crazy because no skater that's made over $10 million has gone past the first round, which is just mind-blowing to me. But, yeah. yeah. The Hawks got close, like, once, but. God, it's so nice <laughs> to see the people making ten plus million finally succeed. Good for them. Well, yeah, Jimmy, does this make you feel worse about the Leafs or better about the Leafs that you just lost to a good team? Like the mm. you know, no to good team. Obviously, um, you know that series was tough and everything, but at the end of the day, like we always said, this like I'm a hockey fan, and this seems a lot of fun to watch. At this point, those first two games were boring and having no fans in Winnipeg only made it worse. Yeah. But because here's the thing about this this Montreal team. And we well and we know this. They're not they're not really an exciting team, right? They're a good team, but they're not like flashy. They're not run and no. gun. There's nothing there's nothing flashy about them. But to watch a team like that just hustling up and down the ice just that team just hauls ass. That team shuts down the opposition. They, they It starts off with shutting down rather than scoring. And then when you score, it's like the Senators in 2017. When you score, just trap. You're done. Yeah, I was going to say they haven't trailed mm-hmm. since, I think, like four or seven games, straight games they won. They haven't trailed. Yeah, they haven't yeah. trailed at and, all, which is ridiculous. And, and so I think with fans, that really changes things in Montreal fans, even just 2,500 of them, uh, very, very vocal. So it's it was a lot more fun to uh, watch games three and four and uh, just kind of really be able to get into that. And so, it, honestly, I've just looked at it, at it with a positive that the Leafs clearly lost to a good team. Yeah, the Jets aren't, you know, much to uh, scoff at or anything but uh yeah i don't know like i just look at it as it's a good team yeah the leafs you, you can't you can't lose again yes but if they were gonna lose again at least it was to a team that clearly knows what they're doing a team that very well could actually give a contender a run for their money or it could be wrong and like a week later they could be completely swept by colorado or vegas who knows but if there's any team that looks to give them a run for their money, this is the one. That was surprisingly a level-headed take. I thought you were going to be like, I'm so fucking pissed. This could have been Toronto, but no. You're no I feel like, this is, I feel like it's been over a week. Jimmy's kind of cooled yeah. off now. Uh, it, in the moment, it's horrible. And Oh, in the is, moment, it, it, it couldn't have been worse, honestly. Yeah, and, and think about it. After that series, the first thought for any Leafs fans' head or any hockey fans' head is that they, you look at it and you go, okay, well – Winnipeg and Montreal are going to play like five or six games and play the most boring series of all time. Instead, Montreal has continued to be completely dominant. It's completely out of nowhere. It's just right out of nowhere. So it's very like I didn't expect them to be here in this position, the Canadians. I didn't expect this at all. Um, so it's definitely a uh, it's a very different uh, view that I expected to have than I had expected to have uh, where I am right now. Um, very just, I still don't understand, man. I still don't get it. How do you scratch Alexander Romanov, Isperi Kakaniami, and Cole Caulfield and coach this a team to this level in the same playoffs? Okay. To be fair... To be fair, they they scratched Kakaniami and Caulfield like early on. Romanov just got in. That's the one that's crazy. 
Mm-hmm. Like Kakaniemi's been in since game two, to be fair. So no, yeah, I just can't imagine like yeah, I scratching don't him game that. one. Like I get that. Yeah, it's like scratching Tara Vinen in twenty fifteen. Like why are you doing that? I guess for me it matters. It to me it stands out more because of the fact that um. You know, this team needs everything they can get. It's at least how I saw them, you know, game one. And you're scratching, you know, two of your best stars, young, best young stars, I should say. Um, and obviously they're not stars yet, but, you know, they're better than other guys you're going to put into the lineup or whatever other options you have. So, hey, man, Ducharme, though, he's, he's proven me wrong. He's proven all of us wrong. So good on him. Seriously. And the, rea- the reaction. The reactions from Mark Bergevin, where he's like, we're in the Joker suit, you know he's that excited because he's got a job for life now there. Pretty much. Like, he already kind of did, but this just solidified it. Yeah. He's never leaving. He's Second never conference leaving. final appearance in a decade. Like, mm-hmm. not bad. Especially <laughs> with the amount of injuries Price has had in the last five years. That is true. That like, is very true. I feel like we all kind of forget, with the halves at least, when Carey Price is on, they are the best team in their division. Usually, like think about it. Like when Carey Price was on back in the day, Habs were always one or two in their division every time, and they they kind of had the same kind of team where they have now. When there's no real superstar on that mm. team, it's just a bunch of guys kind of playing off each other, like Pacioretty, Galchenyuk, Subban, like all them back in the day. Oh, it, it's kind of the same thing in a way. Subban was the only it. big like Pacioretty was really good, but Subban was the only like superstar they had, and yeah. Of course, he's a superstar, so they ran him out of town. Because but they were all, like, like young, like, getting into the issues, Jimmy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, let's get Corey. He donated $10 million. Yeah, he donated $10 million to a, a children's hospital. That's not enough. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Like, I completely agree, Dylan. It's – there's – the way that Nashville kind of does the same thing or the way Nashville loves to have this style of elite goalie and that – um, focus on defense more than anything. Montreal has that sort of style. It's not the same, but it's similar in the sense that they just have this identity. Almost, it feels like within the you're team, not, they have the identity. You're not going to score on us. We're going to yeah. you. Like get enough goals. Like their their mantra is like get three goals and we got it. Like yeah. that's kind of what it is. And that's the thing. Give Carey Price and you win, like pretty much. Yeah. All the time. Give Carey Price a chance and who you knows? score for your elite goaltender. That's so crazy, right? I know, uh, crazy concept. I should be like mm-hmm. a GM or something, but uh. maybe you should be. And the craziest part is, he wasn't even the best goalie in the first round. <laughs> that was Eric Gustafson, baby. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> looks down like, uh, hello, darkness, yeah. my old friend. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, it must make you feel. Uh, here we can segue. At least it must make you feel better that Boston's getting screwed over by the refs right now. Oh my God, man! <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I because I, I want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, I was. I uh, was watching the highlights yesterday, and uh, yeah. New York seems to love being on the power play <laughs> and the refs sure seem to love putting them there. Five goals on 19 shots. That doesn't just happen. So I uh, don't like we heard two grass isn't hundred percent, but still you want to know why? Because he can't get it done in the big game. <laughs> he can't God, stay so, on the in the big game. So Boston fans told me that. Knock it off. All right, Dylan, you want to talk about the referees going then? Yeah, I do. Because what was, yours? What was yours? Okay. Well, first of all, I have never seen I have never seen a more lopsided game against Boston like this in a long fucking time. 
Like, let's just put it that way. Like, <laughs> I saw Craig Smith get high stick clear as day right in front of a linesman. Kyle Palmieri even threw his hands up. Like, he knew he was going to get called. <laughs> Nothing gets called. 30 seconds later, the Islanders get the goal to make it 3-2. Not even 30 seconds later. It's just like... Like I, I get every other fan that's like, like you're probably laughing your ass off because it's like, oh, it's like, it's like when Caps fans watch Penguins fans get unlucky. It's like, oh no, you finally oh, got unlucky. Yeah. But at the same yeah. fucking time, if this ref, like the refing is almost as bad as it's been in this series as it was in the Florida Tampa series, or and I will argue that, like a freaking, I will argue that to the sun coming on that hill. I'm serious. Like, go look at the amount of power play goals that are in this series. Go look at how lopsided the refereeing is from game to game. And it's because the refs have to make up freaking calls every single game. It is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Also, I saw David Pasternak take a clear knee to knee with like four minutes left in that game, and it didn't get called. That's unbelievable. I'm sorry. Center ice. Center fucking ice. Why protect your star players when you can protect your – Once once again, Pierce, it's the same thing with McDavid. Protect your fucking stars. Like, how hard Mm -hmm. is it? How like I get it. I get it. Swallow your whistles. We want to be tough guys in the playoffs. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, But if I see one more superstar get taken out of the game from some illegal ass shit and the rest just go, oh, well, that's a hockey play. No, 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 no. You're absolutely right. What makes you think this sport's going to continue? Like, honestly, I'm talking like big picture here right now. What makes you think parents are going to want their kids to play this sport when they see the shit that happens to players on the ice and no consequences are had? It's like, oh, sucks. Sorry. Have fun with your surgery, though. Your team lost. Here's my my solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, if if your leg gets snapped by, uh, you know, by uh, Casey Sezikas or uh, Leo. Are you really a man? Yeah, yeah you really you're a not, man though. You're not Sorry. built for the playoffs. You're not built for the playoff. You're not built for playoff hockey. That's the term they use, right? He's built for playoff hockey. I, I can't. No. I can't. Dylan, you I hit can't. on something really early, and you said um, uh, that it's probably funny for me and you know other Leafs fans to see Boston get screwed over like this. And maybe this is just a me thing, but I, I kind of I can't stand this shit. Like I can't, I can't. stand this. It's, like, it's funny team. because it's ridiculous. That's, and that says how bad it is that Elise Fennessing. Because it was bad for the Islanders literally last yeah. game. Like holy shit. It it reminds what? me the way you're talking about it, because again, like, this was another another time I wasn't watching that game. Um I saw more of the other one. Um but uh it, it sounds exactly like Florida Tampa Bay early on. It's, it sounds exactly what it's like. Just less cross checks. It's more like high sticks and like just mm-hmm. literal plays that should be called. I'm sorry, yeah. but the and the less you call, the more this is going to get mm-hmm. out of hand. The, the more you're going to see this dirty shit because you're not calling it. You're yeah. not setting a precedent. I hate it. I, hate I guess it. we got to wait till Stamkos gets hurt one more time on a dirty hit or something. Get out of here. <laughs> Does this league not protect its referees more than no. its actual players? It's fucking sickening, honestly. It's sickening. And and perfect example example of how much the NHL likes to protect their guys and not their players. Bruce Cassidy got fined $25,000 today for speaking the fucking truth in his press conference. This league is such a fucking joke. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm actually – I'm like, that makes me sick to my stomach that you can keep doing this to players. You're you're literally not – you're protect your boys until it gets rules. and then you gotta fire. You're not following your rules. Yeah, protect your boys until Tim Peel like literally admits literally. what we're all seeing. Literally, 
Protect it, them into the fucking ground until they get caught on video saying some dumb shit. It is literally it, the most backwards league I've ever seen in my life. How, how in the world can you tell me that Gary Bettman is a good commissioner? And how can you tell me that there's that the players cannot like? How can you tell me that the players? Gary Bettman's a great businessman. That's all I'm gonna give him. But that's, that's a great businessman. That's about it. He works it. for the owners. He works for the owners, not like players, players must not like they probably don't can't fucking stand that guy. Because everything under him is like the only thing that the players get is contract um, security, which is huge. It's huge. That, everything that's else very though, big. But... Uh, it is very big, but everything else is out the window. We got to keep that in mind. The fact that literally I know, but like can watch murder happen. It's not a big deal. And then when your coach yeah. stands up for you, he gets fined $25,000. Isn't that the most possible? Yeah, yeah but not, the refs yeah, have I a tough so. job, though. You like you got to protect the refs, don't you? Oh my god! It's and, like the argument people make with baseball. They just need robot arms, and they need yeah. like the refs to see to become AI at this point because it's getting stupid. Pierce, I know you're playing devil's advocate, but I want to like scream at you. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, I just, every time they playoff hockey, playoff hockey, playoff hockey is stupid. You know, again, I said it last. No, playoff hockey is good in playoff hockey as it's as like. An entity Actual playoff good. hockey. The intensity of it is good. The <clears throat> speed of it is good. Everything about it's good, except for the refs. You know what's amazing? Everything every other league, this doesn't happen. Good. Every everything that makes playoff hockey good is everything is everything except for what people think makes playoff hockey good. Swallowing the whistles does not make it better. It just makes it more dangerous. The reason it it's fantastic to watch is because the players put everything on the line. That does not mean you have to go in knee on knee, like yeah. you said, Dylan. David Pasternak at center ice, clear as day. That does not that does not add to it. It's just a, another thing that you have to worry about while watching it. Like you don't have to swallow your whistles. It's just it, a fun sport to watch. God damn it, it's a sport. The, the worst part about that is that game was so fucking good last night too, and. All anyone's talking about is the refs, right, Stevie? Holy That's shit. what I'm saying. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, so serious. Stevie, like, I'm watching the highlights. In the Stevie's chat had to show up Pierce. and show, like, just put in her two cents. I agree. Yeah, exactly. Sure, she was telling you were. No, dude. Like, I fucking am watching. Is like a highlight real goal almost. But no one's talking about that because the refs were so piss poor last night that they got their grimy hands all over this fucking game. Boston almost came back too. They were down five two, and almost came back at that game. But no one wants to talk. Like I don't even want to talk about that right now because I'm just so fed up with the way that series is being refed. And like, good on the Islanders if they go lose to the Lightning in the conference final again. Congratulations. Like, cool. Whatever. Just fucking over it. It's. uh, It's it's so frustrating because this isn't going to change right it's it's never going to change no they're stuck in their ways it's been this way for so long and it's going to continue what? to be this people way. in hockey stuck what? in their own ways you're you're oh. wow, dude, okay. you're out of your mind is yeah. there anything is there anything that you think would change this that would make any kind of dent we've already had the tim peel thing clearly it's clearly New it's commissioner not, you know, New commissioner. It's not happening though. Yeah, I was no, gonna no. say I wish. That's a dream. I no, but that's the only way you get changed like that. So like, look at the day. NBA. The NBA 
did leaps and bounds to change once Adam Silver became their commissioner. Every single That's, like, it's not happening until Batman has a new commissioner. And I don't trust the next commissioner because it's just a bunch of hockey men. So that's why you need to go get some fucking butt liquor to go up there. (laughs) (laughs) Butt liquor. Our profits have never been lower. (laughs) Literally. Oh my god. But yeah, yeah, life protects superstar. You can protect a referee. I've been wanting an Adam Silver for so long. Like we could we could talk about that for hours though. Like how much the refs don't protect their stars. I don't mean to cut you off, Jimmy. Sorry. Oh no, dude. I do it on accident all the time uh but yeah no i i mean i'm kind of just like saying what everybody's thinking it would be it would be amazing to have an adam silver type guy for the the nhl i wanted that you for know, years all I want. someone who cares about their players superstars you know yeah i stopped caring about i started i stopped giving um energy to the thought because i'm like i'm i'm putting my energy somewhere where it's it's a void there's they're not going to get an adam silver but wouldn't that just be oh, it's a it's a daydream it's a yep. such a great daydream as a hockey fan. It's gonna be a while. On the bright yeah. side, let's just let, ESPN, like this playoff. On the bright side, the refing may be ass, but this playoff has been good, and we're about to see exponential growth with this league over the next seven years. So, no, like, honestly, like, the fact it, the there's no way, there's no single way the ESPN deal of the TNT or the Turner deal could be bad unless we go into a lockout. Like, I'm sorry, this league is going to grow exponentially over the next seven years, Fuck even that. if they're like the C fucking like lineup on both those networks. C lineup, it shows you how little, like, how niche hockey has been. That if they're the C list on ESPN or even D, you don't like, even need to be the top sport. You don't need to be football. You don't need to be basketball, but you better be outperforming a t- sport like baseball or something. The fact that you're on ESPN and that's that huge for you. The fact that just being on ESPN at all is this huge for hockey shows you how much hockey needs to grow, right? Like, right? They got like, in their own way for 15 years. Yeah. Think about that. BCSN. <laughs> oh, my God. No, Stupid O5. The O5 lockout set this league back so hard when they had so much talent. Yeah, literally the best goal scorer of all time came into the league. And yeah. at the same time, there was and like probably a top 10 NHL player on top of that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Ever. Just that Sydney Crosby. Guy. Just that guy. Oh, yeah. Forgot about him, right? Just that fucker. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had like the prime Red Wings at that time. You still had young Taves and Kane on the scene. Primes it in oh. or like back primes the Daniel Chara, which was still really fucking good. The Daniel Chara would have been like he'd be such a he'd be an even bigger character. Or like imagine if like the 2010 Hawks were on an ESPN Cup run. You know how viral that team would have been with yes. how nasty they were in that Canucks series and how much of a freaking menace Dustin Bufflin was. Dude, that team would have taken off nationally, and they did for a while. And that was mm-hmm. even without ESPN covering them. I'm, yeah. Like, imagine if the Leafs get their shit together and they can mainstream Matthews and Marner all over oh ESPN. No, dude. Mar- okay, obviously, Mitch. Shit, Marner they're gonna is- do it with the Lightning, and that's even better, honestly, because they have more talent. Dude. Like, in the, apps, the in the freaking Golden Knights, mainstreaming a guy like Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, Victor Hedman, Andre Vasilevsky, Anthony Sorelli. Anthony Sorelli better get his damn due at this point. Like he, oh my god. That uh, I uh, 
this is what keeps me going, man. Is it the ESPN deal, man? Like it's closer and closer every single day. We're getting closer to it, and I, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. Yeah. And I, 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 obviously, not very happy with Mitch Marner lately. Uh, I, I think that's safe to say. But that is a guy who you can mainstream market the that hell That is the most out. marketable talent this league has. Seriously. He, Matthews, and like – I'm sorry. Stream. Even the way McDavid does stream. shit is marketable because he's that like freaking dry face about everything. Hey, David. Yeah. Like it's oh, funny yeah. Yeah. at this point the way he yeah. talks about he, the media. Pasternak is a perfect marketable – Oh, my God. I was going to bring that up. David Pasternak no. should be over everything. Like I'm telling you – the. ESPN is going to eat up David Pasternak when they start even, covering this. Like, even this Brad Marchand. Are they saying they're going to eat up the pasta? Oh, yeah. Dude, they're going to love the Bruins so much. Yeah, laugh dude. Come on now. That's like that's like literally a you joke. Come on, Pierce. Wait, what did one you laugh? say? Matt Barzell is another ESPN's one. Oh, I didn't pasta. ESPN is going to eat up the pasta, my friend. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Thank Matt Barzell is another really good marketable talent. Like Pierce, uh, Pierce, what would you say? Like six out of ten? I mean, I think it was like you know. Yeah, maybe no, not the best. I'll be I'll be generous. I think that's like a seven point five. Oh, you know? I appreciate that. I really do. About five. Five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm workshopping some material. It's okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I think what's great about David Pasternak is that it's a fun. It's a obviously a, a marketable star. Uh, just a great personality, but that he's a different fun. kind of personality. Yeah. He's he's I like flam. He's a little flamboyant. He's weird. Like he's it's like Russell he's, Westbrook. He's like the perfect Gen Z. He's such a great. He and Marner. Dude, he's are a guy great. who know you could tell loves doing his job. Yeah, dude, and I know that. And that's kind of like you could tell everyone's having fun in the NHL. Like obviously they're doing what they want to do for a living, but you could tell David Pasternak's no, having the time awful. of his life right now, <laughs> dude. When a kid hits your car and you ins- and you respond by taking a selfie with him for his Instagram, clearly yeah. you're having a pretty good life <laughs> oh time. God. I would say, which Bro, also. That better be the response from like every NHL player. Literally, you can like, like go, go in your wallet and fix your car. Like you're fine, dude. <laughs> like, insurance is a thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or you can go into like a like a repair shop and just say, "Oh, dude, I'm never pass my How? Fix it for <laughs> dude, seriously, think about this. How confident do you have to be as a person, as an NHL player, to go on an interview and sit with pink glasses on, and say? Oh, you guys made me miss Barbie Girl. I'm I'm not very happy about that. <laughs> not very happy about that. Like that dude, he's he is so unapologetically himself, and he's exactly what and I'm saying this from having played hockey and been around the uh culture. Uh David Pasternak is um not exactly anything close to your prototype hockey player in the slightest. Like that, that you're is... gonna get pucks and deep play a full sixty and yeah. David Pasternak is the gayest player this league has seen, and I'm all here for it. <laughs> I saw this tweet for <laughs> as homophobic as I saw this tweet. It's like for as homophobic as the sport is, it's very gay. <laughs> or you can say, or the, or the other way around, you can do it the other way around. But no, it's so true, dude. Literally, you would in locker rooms, in locker rooms, we would always say that like we're like you have to be at least thirty three percent gay to play hockey. There is no doubt about it. Hockey players are the fruitiest motherfuckers in the world, and they get they think they are like the most macho people in the world. Yeah, and it's great. It's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, actually, on that topic, it was interesting. I just. Maybe it's something other people haven't heard. It's something that I um, 
it didn't come up to me after a couple of years, until a couple of years after it was said. Tommy Wingles straight up said, he's like, yeah, there's some closeted players in this league. This is back in 2017, I think. He's like, yeah, there's like there's like plenty of closeted players. They're just waiting for the time to come out. Like, Did you ever watch that uh, Aaron Hernandez documentary? Oh, One of the linemen who came out as a who came out as a homosexual, he was talking to a therapist for years about it, and she said there are multiple people that talk to her from multiple sports about it, and that's fine. Like honestly, like oh, no one man. needs to out anyone. That's not no this, no. Like, it's not what this is about at all. But it's, it's just like you said, you can't out. It yourself. just shows how like I don't know how behind. Yeah, well, you can't out yourself. You can't. You can't do it yourself. Like that's the you whole thing. That's something everyone has to go do it. But clearly, like if there's a guy talking to a therapist about it, clearly there is a bit of a struggle there. Just a gut feeling. Yeah, it's just it's just the it's like not archetypes, but it's just like what's been set by society and sports. It, it gets it, it like people try to beat it, but at the end of the like, think about it. The yeah. the best comparison I can have to this is Michael Sam won uh, SEC Defensive Player of the Year, right? Okay, he was a seventh oh. round pick when he got picked, right? Because he came out publicly and said he was a homosexual. No one wanted the public heat, which is so stupid. Yeah. Think about this real quick. Every player for the last five years before that, that one defensive player of the year for the SEC was a first-round pick. Every single player. Yeah. There's yeah. a reason people stay closeted in sports. Yeah. And it's not their fault. It's definitely not their fault. It's oh, just okay. how much attention the public eye puts on a team. And then management goes, well, we don't want that for our sports organization. Me, 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 me. And then it's it's literally the dumbest shit ever. Like, and I hate, I hate this it. This guy it. likes, this guy has a sexual preference for somebody else than what I have. I don't know. Get him off the team. We don't <laughs> want it. Acceptable. Get him out of here. Aren't there openly queer um, female hockey players? I believe yes. there are. And, and, like, and, all, and a lot of women's sports there are. Yeah, dude, because they're like, because they're not getting up their own ass about it. How yeah, hard is it? Most leagues hard. are pretty progressive about it. It's just these big leagues where it's it's honestly the big big four. Honestly, yeah, I it's football, I basketball, baseball, hockey. They're still years behind every other league. Think about it. So oh, go ahead, go ahead. Dude, like think about it. When they started doing all the Pride Month stuff for yeah. the league, everyone was like saying, like, I don't know why this my team's doing this. They don't have to do this for everything. And it's like, oh, guys, this is not you? for Where's you. Literally, they're doing it because of you. Like it's a self, it's it's, it's so stupid. There's no self-awareness. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's it's no self-awareness. It is pure irony. It's it's amazing. Um uh, and yeah, we don't have to stay on this topic forever. Like again, like it's like no, a referee. But it's not gonna. It's not gonna. Like I don't want to. You know, I feel like I'm kind of like derailing a bit. Um, but I, I think it's something that's, that does need to be talked about. You know, in general, because it's it's kind of like something that not us, but like the league. The league try like they just they do their little dance. You know, who's here's the here's the rainbow logo. We don't hate gay people. You know, for this month, and then you know after June, it's like nothing. You know, it doesn't – hockey it's is not, no longer for it's everybody. It's not where it's like gay flag and the NHL or like gay like flag logo. I think that's enough. Uh, like uh, what's the word? That's um, enough. Like yeah, that's, that's enough for today. Game. Yeah, That's enough gay support for one, one month. Yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, I'm exhausted exactly having to act like I care about gay people. Ugh, <laughs> I am parched. Uh, someone give me a fancy wine with my millions of dollars that I have as an mm. NHL owner. Um. But yeah, it's 
it, it come it's simply not it's just toxic masculinity like that's, that's oh. literally all it is it's, it's it's so simple it's just you can't you know being that you know it, you know fellas it's gay to be gay uh so we can't do that and so that's just literally as simple as it gets and it's just what it is like it's, it's literally just that's not manly in the sports manly like like they said no soap operas just hockey <sighs> Most on that note, let's just go to the fucking let's go to the abs game because <laughs> that is still one of the worst fucking ads I've ever seen for a sport it's, ever. It's so funny. Speaking of no self awareness, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> the Kings are hope. Wait, hold on. I before we get into that, I wanted to read this tweet from Darren Dreger real quick. But the expansion draft r- r- looming, there are more trade discussions developing around the NHL. The LA Kings could be a big player this offseason. The Kings are hoping to acquire two top six forwards through trade or free agency. So Ooh. who's going to be the two Ilya Kovalchuk's they pick up? Get us a door off when they move them to forward. Hey, Someone really there. just said Byfield, Dylan. Turcotte, and two first for Jack Eichel. Go to hell. Yeah, no, no, no. Hey, Dylan. How are you feeling about Joe Thornton in the uh, LA Kings top six? Oh, I was thinking more Leo Komarov. <laughs> oh, uh, what about a Wayne Simmons going back to LA? Hyman six times six. Oh, man. I would kill for Hyman or Tzizekas to go to the Hawks this offseason. You have no idea. Hyman, Hyman was the only one on that Matthews line that just said, hey, what if we got the puck and moved it to the net and shot it? Like, that would be a great idea. It's, it's a crazy concept, Jimmy. I don't know really how this is. to do it. And his books for 60 are off the charts. His book for 60 is one. That's more than most players in the NHL. <laughs> oh, my God. It reminds me, um, have you seen the video of – and I'm saying this to somebody who can't draw for their life of like the NHL players trying to draw their team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm watching man. that and I'm like, hey, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the most athlete thing ever. That's not the bash them. Like, <laughs> if you don't need to draw your logo, they're athletes for a reason, night, not but. artists. You know, exactly. Yeah, nah. which you could argue is uh, its own kind of art, which is pretty sweet. Well, very um, deep and profound. Jerry. Um, oh, man. Um, but no. I, that I was going to say, speaking of like trades before the expansion draft, I know like we were linked to Seth Jones, but I would mm-hmm. really like to see the Hawks kick tires on Hampus Lindholm this offseason. <laughs> the dude nobody ever talks about anymore. Dude, if know. they could get that guy on like a, like a signing trade, like a, we could get him and extend him for like four years. Yeah. He I'm would sure. be – Perfect exactly. in the top. I trade exactly what this team needs. I to. trade Bowden and Mitchell. Like I'll trade Bowden or Mitchell for Hamlin and our first. The, the only thing I've heard from Ducks there. fans is like they think they'd want eleven, and that's not happening. Like no, Hamlin no. home for eleven is not happening. There's not uh, a chance in hell. Hamlin home for like two seconds in one of our good prospects, though. No, two seconds in Mitchell. That's. I would. Solid. I would trade two seconds in Bowden. Honestly, oh, uh, actually, yeah. mm, one of those two seconds two. in Mitchell no, probably if, first, if but two seconds in Bowden too. If it's Mitchell or Bodan, if you have that choice, yeah, then it's Mitchell. But I mean, I guess if they want Bodan, then trade Bodan because yeah, Hampus Lindholm's what twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, he, like, he is, can easily play for this team for a good four years. Bodan is kind of what, like his ceiling is kind of like what you would you want it to be. What Lindholm is, I would think. Like I, but like Lindholm could play on your top pair. Like that's yeah, why like, I want. He's him. a better version. He's a better archetype. Yeah. I would yeah. love the Hampus Lindholm. He's so underrated. Because, like, like I, I feel like the Ducks would move on from him, too. He's got one year left on his deal. 
Dude, he's like, been in the slums with that team for so long. Like, yeah, and they got to either pick him or Manson, and they got all that money tied up in Fowler. So, are they gonna are they gonna protect? Are they gonna trade up trade away too much to protect Manson <sighs> again? Are they? Oh yeah. Wait, so, are they, so who's gonna who's gonna become the next Shea Theodore? Jacob Larson or uh, Josh Mahura? It's gonna be Jacob Larson. Jamie Drysdale. Jamie Drysdale is not going Trace, to stop yourself. Trace, Trace, He's Trace, exempt. Seattle fans love Jamie Drysdale. Trade He's for exempt. Jamie Drysdale. Let's go. Oh, man. And I just want to bring this. Apparently, the, the official that uh, Bruce Cassie was complaining about was also the one that Ren, Rod Brendan Moore was fined about earlier this season or last season. Bro, oh, okay, so this dude's sucking Gary so Bettman I'm, off under the table, clearly, because um, – all right, cut that out. That was bad, but <laughs> – <laughs> I'm just saying, like, oh how, do you, how do you You're finally, how do you find two separate coaches, 25 grand, and you don't have like family ties? Dude, it's Pride Month. Let him do what he wants to do. Come on now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Proud to be a shitty ref. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's just so, so, so dumb. I hate this league. Uh, <laughs> this podcast is literally – these series are exciting. I hate this league, by the way. <laughs> it's every single I love what, – what do we always say, Jimmy? Best sport, worst league. It best just proves itself league. daily. Absolutely. Like, I will never – I will die by the fact that this is the best sport, and I'm not – obviously, I'm not this please like my sport. I think you can say it's the best sport and say that the league is stupid as hell at the same time and also not act like every other sport's awful because of it. I don't know, Jimmy. LeBron has to get carried off the court because of like a sore ankle, and then Rich Peverly dies and wants to play. <laughs> up, so I love the memes where it's like LeBron James cramped foot. Nah, Patrice Bergeron broken punctured lung plays Stanley Cup final. Rich Peverly literally fucking died. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do, basketball fans? Like, oh my god! <laughs> I can't wait for LeBron James to just shoot himself. And then What's the saying? Smoke that in your or put the or like smoke put that, that up your pipe. Put that in your pipe yeah. and smoke it. <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke it, basketball fans. Basketball fans. Oh, Check me. Deal with the fans. Basketball Check me, basketball fans. Check me, baby. You big fucking nerds. Where's imagine your- we had. Imagine we had the way the NBA is run with the product of the NHL. Imagine that. That would be so oh, nice. Maybe <laughs> a lot more tanking. Oh yeah, there'd be a lot yeah, more man. tanking, and you'd also see a lot of teams not even make it. Like their stars would leave before their second contract. Is it a hot take to say that the new rules for the draft are kind of fucking like the lottery are kind of dumb? Like you choose to tank, you 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 chose you, you chose the chance at a lottery. It's not yeah, a- dude. Like I'm sorry, but like you're these rules are literally just oh well. Steve Eiserman was really sad that he actively tanked and didn't get what he wanted by actively tanking. That's literally what this is. That's, that's literally what this is, you, though. You're like, I'm sorry, you... The Red Wings haven't gotten a top ten pick in the last five... or top five pick in the last five years, and they're pissed Here's what... It. Here's... Well, I mean, they got the, the four, but again, it's because the one. They were supposed Don't to get care. the one. They were supposed to mm-hmm. get the one because, you know... Well, but they haven't got a top three pick! You know what I think of it as? It's like the playoffs for bad teams. You actively tried to get there. You have a chance at winning it, okay? You weren't just bad. You decided to be bad, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue with tanking. That's fine. But you have to realize that there are there are there there were good rules there for that. And then there's like, oh, well, you know, let's just make it like... The easiest thing, like, let's just make it like, oh, yeah, you can just, like, decide to get the first overall pick this year. 
Like, come on. I'm sorry. The fact Unless that you you're Buffalo. Up... Tanking works if you're Buffalo, apparently. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Pierce? I'm sorry. The fact that you brought up oh, poor Steve Weiser, but just the image of, like, Steve Weiser. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast named Poor Steve Eiserman. <laughs> Poor Steve Eiserman. This dude fleeces every team, and then goes, I know that's, that's the reason why I'm fucking like, oh, it's Poor Steve Eiserman. What is he gonna do? Gary, oh my god, the fourth again. Can you not, do Gary? That? I know we got Jacob Rana in a first and a second, but like, and Lucas Raymond last year. Just. Uh, let us get number one, you know, oh, and just God. wait, like, but not this year. Just wait till oh, next year God. when we're really bad and we can go get Shane. We earned okay? it. That's literally that's literally Stevie Y. In Dude, what a loser right? mentality that you literally actively lose and then act like and then have a loser mentality about the fact that you decided to lose and didn't get anything. Didn't get. Did you just describe the Vancouver Canucks? Tim <laughs> No, the difference with the Canucks is that they just lose anyways when they think that they're supposed to win. <laughs> so that's there's the a tweet from 2014 Jing. I still believe we can compete with this core. Shut up. Can we talk about the Canucks for a second. Because like yeah. they have to resign Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes, and I'm about to go to the handy handicap friendly. That's not happening. That's not happening, dude. If that I happened, know. I'd crap my pants. Like, holy crap! Quinn Hughes to the Hawks, please. Holy crap, Lois. Quinn Hughes holy coming to the Hawks. That reminds me when we missed on him in Where? 2018. Oh no! <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Let's see how the Canucks cab space is looking this off season. Uh oh. Hey, Brandon Sutter's off the books finally. Look at that. Because hey, oh. he's not off the books. Antoine Sell. They're gonna assign him to six times six with a no movement. Stop! Closer. Stop! They like stop. his grip. They like they his will. grip. Stop! They will. How much longer does Louis Erickson have? I think year? one more year. Yeah. Okay, so Talk they're gonna have fourteen million dollars sure. in cap space this offseason. That's a problem. And they gotta re-sign all these people. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be a doozy. Yeah, that's a problem. This is a problem. Holy, like they're they got Edler off the books. They can't resign him. They still got Holpe on, and then they got all this LTIR crap. <laughs> like, how are you gonna resign this? I, I oh, honestly don't not. know. You're not, dude. Jim Benning's not smart. Michael Furland's yeah. making three and a half mil for two more years. Like, what? When did yeah, that even happen? He's not even playing because of the concussions. Like that's unfortunate, but like, when did you give him that much money? Oh no, no, not not the. I don't think you're bashing him at all. Oh, but don't worry, that. you got Matthew Highmore at seven twenty-five. <laughs> well, they do think that he, uh, his speed. I believe. I believe they said he. Uh, they believe they, they like his speed. His work and, ethic and speed. Like his work ethic. They think they can get more out of him. You know, yeah. they got three regular season. If there's any team that can get the most out of the player, it's the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, All I gotta say is the Canucks better hope these guys sign bridge deals because if they don't, oh, they're fucked. Oh, but if I'm I, Patterson or Hughes, I'm like, give me eight years. Let's go. I literally like just happen to forget. Or trade with Chicago if you're Quinn Hughes. Or We're saying Quinn Hughes and Bodan and first and a second. No, I think we should just trade for Bodan in a second because that's what Mark Stone got. That's a good point. Where's the door <laughs> Bowden, you know? They they could really use that. You know, they're they not getting use... Nikita Tramkin, so why not Nikita Zadorov? Hear me out. Hear me out. As Vancouver Cucks GM, 
I'd like to say that I know Nikita Zadorov is horrible at moving the puck up the ice. Unlike Ben Harper, he can't fire the puck in transition. Um, so we have signed him to a, a six-time six six deal. Takes a Going through the 26-27 season. But I think that we can get – we like his size, his work ethic, his heart, his punches, and we think that we can get a lot more out of uh, – His punches. Zaki- All Zaki- three of them. Zakita Nadorov. Zakita Nadorov. Yes. That's the name of the podcast. Zakita Nadorov. We really like his work ethic, and we think we can get a lot more out of him. We like his you know, speed. Like you the fact that? That he punch things too. Very good stuff. You remember that Paul Fenton quote where it's like, I like going to the draft and then drafting these players that are so tall that you have to look up with them or whatever it was? Yeah. I, I can't tell if Jimmy was like describing the Canucks GM or just describing someone describing the Hulk. <laughs> that's what it kind of sounded like. Oh, Paul Fenton said that. Yeah, Paul yeah. Fenton said that, and then he got fired. Paul Fenton like said a, a lot of things. Yeah, great. Paul Fenton should never have been a GM. I don't want Paul Fenton around any young man ever. <laughs> that's again. true. Ash, um, look at how tall they are. Oh man, he must. He would love Kirby Doc. <laughs> Speaking of Kirby Doc, what do you call Doc? Hmm? Isn't Colton Doc supposed to be like a second round pick? Well, stop eating. We're on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. We don't I'm care improving my brain powers. powers. I wouldn't even put it against Bowman if he picks him. No, I think he's like supposed to go in the mid rounds, like third, fifth, fourth. Or well, I still wouldn't put it against Bowman. Oh no, I think mm-hmm. they dropped him at eleven. He's like, we're gonna make the Sadines happen again. Mm-hmm. I would like Colton as a is he wing or center? I believe he's center. Look That's where elite prospects comes into the equation. Exactly. Center That's where I'm going, baby. 6'4", 205 pounds. So he's just oh, he's got size. Like, yeah. and that doesn't hurt to have. Almost like the doctor. 20, really? 20 points in 20 games with the Saskatoon Blades where Kirby Doc also played his older brother. Honestly, so, like, I'd be kind of upset if we don't get him because, like, it's it's it would be perfect, dude. That'd be kind of a goal scorer. Yeah, put put him with his brother, who's literally a passer. Like, come on, it's right there in front of you. I mean, if the, if he's in like the fourth or fifth round, throw a pick at him. I don't care. Yeah, it's a crapshoot mm-hmm. at that point anyway. Let's see this draft. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Use a second round, this third round draft cam. Why not? Oh yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Maybe Bowman will uh, pull the Steve Eiserman and. Uh, trade trade uh, trade up one spot to make sure he gets his boy Colton. Mm. That means he'll go on to be second place in a uh, consmite voting. So clearly, no, Colton is off to a great hypothetical start. Well. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my hard hitting analysis right there. <laughs> those are the facts. Hype. That, those are my hypothetical facts. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, but Tampa and Carolina, yeah. and then we'll Definitely. talk about Colorado last. <laughs> yeah, we we did a great job. Can't wait to see Peter Morazic in the starters crease. Why don't we just go look at that, folks? Why don't we just go find out and see who's starting in net tonight? I bet he doesn't even say. No, I bet James Reimer does. I just saying, James Reimer could play. <laughs> James, I'd take James Reimer over Peter Morazic because at least he actually stays in his net. Also, like I'm pretty sure Rod Brindamore well, said, puck, though. "Oh God, Nick Ritchie got fined too. Nice. Good. Okay. Maybe we should like, you know, like take him out of the league too. That'd be cool. Like, I'd like that. 
make me. No, I think you should him over William Nylander. Uh, I think you should shut up. Um, wow. That was Warren Poole is 50-50 to play tonight. Nito Niederreiter and Vincent Trocek will take warm-ups. He will let everyone, quote-unquote, marinate on his goaltending decision. Rod Brindamore, you pissed me off. I hope Nikita Trocek scores four power play goals on you tonight just for that crap. <laughs> Damn you, Rob. If he plays Morazic, I kind of hope they lose. Like, no, they if they start Morazic, lose. I'm sick of it. Again. Yeah, right with you, buddy. Right with you. Pissing me off right when I'm starting in Delkovich. Seriously. But he let in one bad goal. That should determine everything. He that one bad goal that one time. Mm-hmm. Even though his team only got him two goals in the two games, he only allowed four goals against the high-powered Tampa Bay Lightning. You know? so but, yeah, let's How many goals in Morazic allowed? Eight? Nice. Yeah. But, hey, they won a great coach. Delkovich didn't do that. Yeah, but he's a hockey guy, so we don't know. We're, we're idiots. We don't know. Yeah, Clearly, exactly. we don't understand why we would start the worst goalie cold. We're not <laughs> hockey men. Mm-hmm. See, there's the thing. You have to have – you know, here's the thing, right? So for from our layman's perspective, right, we see Alex Nadelkovich, rookie of the year candidate. You know, he's had an Guy amazing got year. them out of the first he's round. He's been the best player on that team, arguably – Arguably the best player in their team this entire playoffs. He lets in four goals in two games while still playing incredibly well. But have we really been there? Have we coached an NHL team? Sure, Alex Delkovich may look like he's outplaying Peter Morazic, but what does Peter Morazic bring to this team that you can't quantify? Puck movement. That's playing the puck. That's playing the puck. I'm sorry, have you, Pierce, have you ever seen Alex Adelkovich go out of his net when he shouldn't to play the puck? Peter Morazic right, does right. that because he's, he's brave. That instills that instills confidence in the team. That's why they won. He's like Pierre a Marazic, third defenseman back there. He is. Peter Morazic isn't afraid to do stupid things, and that shows the team that they can do stupid things too and get away with it. That's called confidence, Pierce. Like Svechnikov taking three penalties. Exactly. Yeah, he's helping them improve for playoff hockey. It, it really – Really, Rob Brindamore is playing 4D chess here, okay? And he's got a bunch of uwu babies, so can't do anything wrong. I well, I'm specifically going to refer to Svechnikov as an uwu baby from now on. That's that's all he is. He can't be bad because he's so cute. Ooh, he's I, love baby. I love how the only consistent <laughs> forward this series has been Otto and Terabayan. You know, the only consistent forward has been Andrei Svechnikov. Fucking them over constantly. Not sure. Cox fans love Andrei Svechnikov. I will say that. But I mean, it's the oh. same story as Game Four. Fix your fucking penalty kill. Oh, if they can fix it, if they can fix the penalty kill, they win the series. Or even better idea, just don't take any fucking penalties. Take them. Yeah, it's, it's a cra- guys. I all right. I know. I know. It's a crazy, crazy concept right now. <laughs> we're talking about here, but we don't take penalties. They can't score on the power play. No, mm. no, 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 no. That, no. That's a little too crazy. That's a little too crazy of an idea. I think Andre Sveshkov needs to go high stick Kucherov in the face five. Mm, but that, but that, but Way no, better idea. Way better idea. Let's go. Because we clearly fixed our stats. But that doesn't show playoff hockey intensity. Why would you do that? You got to show playoff hockey intensity. You got to show that you're that you're there. You're there. You for know what shows playoff intensity? Play. Scoring goals. Yeah, but, but uh, I don't know about that, man. The guys on the broadcast and the old dude said that uh, said that you got to punch people and uh, like 
cut off Nikita Kucherov's oh, nose. Was that the you was Keith who said that? Hmm? Was that Keith Jones who said that? Oh no, I don't know. I'm. I just you just hear it all. You just hear it so often, dude, that it's white noise. I will never know who says well, anything on the podcast except for Patrick Sharp because I was going to say Patrick Sharp or Dominic Moore or Anton Carter. Actually. Anson Carter. No. <laughs> actually, we actually have a panel. Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing. No, you know, Get Keith Jones out of there. Mike Babcock was on my TV talking about I hockey. Wanted to I think Mike Babcock TV. is Pierce's Joker. Like, Mike Babcock is the Joker to Pierce's Batman. I feel like, like yes. every time Mike Babcock goes on the TV, Pierce just starts. He's a psychopath. He's a bad person. I hate him. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Don't like I've never talk. seen someone get more vividly upset, Mike visibly Babcock. upset when someone gets on the TV. Than nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. It's <laughs> like me when Aaron Rodgers gets on my TV against the Bears. Like, Mike come Babcock. on now. Mike Babcock's gonna throw something on the floor. Or at Pierce's job and just go hit me, hit me. <laughs> More veteran leadership. Oh man, Mike Babcock. If I got a Stanley Cup, I, I just don't know what I do with it. I got a Stanley Cup because my team literally just carried my ass to a fucking cup and all. Because I had Nicholas from Brian Rafalski, Henry Zetterberg, Pavel Datsyuk, Zetterberg, Datsyuk, Yeah. <laughs> I want a gold medal because I had Roberto Luongo as my goalie and Chris Pronger, Scott Niedermeyer, Drew Doughty, and Duncan Keith and Shea Weber on my defense, and then Sidney Crosby, Jerome again, and like Jonathan Taves, like all these guys. Jonathan Taves, baby. Oh my god! And Ryan Getzlaff and Corey Perry. Getting back to the NBC panel, I actually haven't. Hated it as of late. And Liam McHugh is McHugh is uh he's a really uh, he's really pulling out that playoff beard, isn't he? Liam McHugh's really going in hard there. Yeah, good for him. Um, but Catherine Tappen's always a delight. Patrick Sharp is the definition of charisma. You got Anson Carter there, who's playing and sexiness and sexiness. And Dominic Moore is just he, Dominic Moore's decent. He's not. Has he been the one? Has he been the? There's a new color analyst they have. Is that the new color analyst? Because whoever's the new color analyst on NBCSN has been fantastic. Oh, I can't. So. I never. You, do, you know who's been? You know who's been a great oh. uh, color commentator? Ag Molesko. Has he been on mm-hmm. NBC? Has he been on NBC? Is no, no. Okay. Well, damn it. <laughs> Angel Network has like two or three good hires, and that's it. EJ Ryan, well, like Kevin, Kevin Weeks, Weeks, and that's it. Jameson Cole is Coyle is all right. He's he's fine. Good voice. Good voice for TV. And he doesn't jump on the table like Tony Luftman, so I'm okay with him. <laughs> Tony Luftman is no Tony Luftman is my Joker. Okay. We could talk about Whoa, that forever, but that's, that's, that's a long I want to hear it. Why does he make you mad? Tony Luftman is like so I'm a very um I in general am what people call spaz. Be very energetic. Spaz. Spaz. Oh, you're such a spaz. You're so over the top, energetic. Over the top, spaz. And it's something that I grew up with. I wasn't happy with. I, you know, you, you go through high school. Oh, why does nobody like this? And then you grow up, and you're like, oh, this is just me. Like I'm cool with this. You know, I'm just like, I'm me. Cool, whatever. Um, Tony Luftman. I'm gonna shove that kid's face into a locker, man. I swear to God, that is. <laughs> The like the way people say they don't like Jim Carrey for how he's over the top. Tony Luftman makes Jim Carrey 
look like he makes him look like a cup of tea, dude. Just the most relaxing, calming thing ever. Literally a pillow. He is nothing compared to Tony Luftman. I, I've changed to Angel Network, and I see this man like on the table. Oh, oh, oh what a goal! And I'm like, what the fuck? What is? The, what's going on? Listen, man. You do your thing. You do your thing. That's your thing. Great. I got a great solution to your problem. Not watching that network. Yeah, that's the solution I picked a long time ago. It's called "Don't Watch the Intermission Shows Anymore, Boys." Come on, (laughs) we know this. Literally, all I do, or or all I do, watch a YouTube video and then come back. That's fair because all I do is watch hockey when TV's on. It's either like, oh, hey, something like Deadpool's on. I literally have to go find a movie to switch to because I'm just like, I can't. I can't Seriously. watch these idiots say the same shit for 15 minutes straight and then it's, eight minutes of it beat commercials. Like, I'm good. Sorry. Like, it's almost, like literally, also, what does that add to you as a person? <laughs> Dude, like, just, also, like, there's no debate on these, like, shows. And there's no, like, back and forth. It's just like, oh, well, I'll, I'll piggyback off your point and agree. Oh, I'm going to piggyback off your point and agree. Like, there's no around the horn type, like, disagreement like that's what makes like the team broadcast so good that's what makes like the um what do you call it the uh, it's like a morning football or whatever yeah Um, yeah could you imagine that's what makes it good that's what makes first take good yeah could you imagine yeah could you imagine first sir could you imagine first take where like or like (laughs) skip bayless brings up a point that Stephen a smith is like yeah you know what that's a good point i agree next topic no, no, he would be like, he literally would just be like, you know what? I respect your opinion. You made some great points, but that is a blasphemous take. You have to protect your stars like Connor McDavid. <laughs> imagine you can't do hockey like that, but imagine yeah, like, um, we just need like, more personalities, but not that kind of personality. Like just more, more back and forth. They need to not agree with each other all the fucking time on the broadcast. It why are way people, why are like, actually so have afraid. an opinion? Why are white people so afraid to just say like just disagree. Like it's not that hard, dude. Like literally, imagine if like I feel like if NHL Network, like if one of the analysts like strongly disagreed with the other one, I feel like it would just cause like like someone's gonna just like this eyes twitching. Sorry, what? Oh <laughs> uh, uh, well, um, to no, they, argue your point, Jimmy. They go blank and they go to their ear. And they go to the they go to the van because they're like, shit, what do I say? And then they're looking at the teleprompter, and the teleprompter what? doesn't have anything on it. It's like I don't fucking know. It's like um, it's like you ever seen Anchorman? You ever seen Anchorman with Rod with Rod Burgundy can't go without like the fucking teleprompter? Yeah, yeah. basically what it is. Go fuck yourself, Sam. Go Diego. fuck yourself. Sam. <laughs> Dude, the amount of times the we told you he reads everything off that. <laughs> You want to text me every single sixty percent of the time it works all the every, time. But all the time. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Oh my god, I love that movie. Oh, I haven't seen it this morning. It's a funny movie. I just killed a guy. <laughs> you did, Brick. You did. Brick. I think we need to get out of Brick, here. Brick, where'd you get a hand grenade? <laughs> watch that today god damn it <laughs> i'm gonna go watch that today well that escalated quickly <laughs> i mean that got out of hand real fast 
<laughs> really fast. Took it up. Jack Black. No! <laughs> I'm in a class like, case of emotion. Isn't that when Jack Black throws his dog off the yes. Like a minute just to eat his dog. <laughs> Saves his life at the zoo. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh man. Oh, that's a good one. Right. Smitty, if you if any of you were free, we're watching Anchorman today. <laughs> when are we gonna do that? Some night? Unfortunately not tonight, but like on the weekend. That, that would be a great live stream watch. The weekend. Yeah. Alright. No weekend. Do we want to get on to Vegas, Colorado? Let's get on to the uh, fact that the Vegas Golden Knights remember how to be a hockey team again. <laughs> yeah, also, I just need to like finish off that NHL Network thing. The yeah. and this happens in, in NBCSN. Like they at least like throw jabs at each other, and they of course the only time that they found somebody who could actually start an argument or a discussion it was Mike Milbury, the worst person <laughs> on earth. You could. I think it's time for the Algebraic experiment to end. No, he, needs to, he needs to become a student of the game. Best quote. That PK Subban comment was like, that sunk my fucking, like, my, my heart went to my stomach. I'm like, my sport just said this. This is like, the same guy who went to the fan. Yeah, you know, I really, I really value the judgment um, of a, you know, I, I really value um, how one man sees another from the man who literally went into the stands and beat people with a shoe. Assaulted someone with a shoe. Yes. Uh, I'd say it's pretty clown-like in my opinion. Um, But yeah, maybe that's just me. No, but that's Um, just him being a man. Beating someone with their own shoe in the stands. They love to just compliment. Literally, like, it's just the most superficial, like, Oh, Ken Danico, oh, as you used to do back in the day, you know, oh, you are so great, you know, like handing out TBIs left and right. Oh, man, Ken Danico, oh, please don't hate me. Oh, I'm afraid of criticism. Uh, fucking losers. Anyways, uh, on to the uh, Colorado Jimmy, stop Vegas. watching NHL Network for your fucking mental health. That's all I'm <laughs> I want to say dude, about that. Like, so sad, stop doing it to yourself. I watched Angel Network like maybe like five minutes a day, and it's the worst five minutes of my day. Boston's, by the way, Boston's fucked. Carlo and what? Miller not available for game six. No. Say goodnight. Say goodnight. Tampa Island. Top four Connor Clifton, baby. Here we go. Is Tyler Sagan available or is he still partying? No, they got Louis. No, he missed the team. He missed the team breakfast. You didn't get the shitty Connor breakfast. Get off my damn team! Take your 80 points so, in 2018 and go elsewhere. <laughs> Thank you. He's a star player, no doubt. But <laughs> what's the quote again? He's a star player, no doubt. But does he fit in with our culture? Yeah, does he fit in with no, our culture? It's always about the culture. <laughs> Why can't the player conform to what we want? <laughs> Connor is great. Yeah. But he doesn't punch Does anybody. Does he fit in with our culture? He's no Sam Bennett, Connor Mc whatever. Connor McFirst first round exit. Yes, sir. Oh, oh wait a minute! Draw a penalty, am I right? I got I got the perfect transition into this Avs game. By the way, buddy, Eric Johnson is on the ice this morning with the normal contact jersey. 
That's Ooh. huge for Colorado. He's like uh, he's their best shot blocker. Playing <laughs> over Patrick Nemeth is huge. Yep. Oh my god. Because Eric Johnson as your four, five, six is amazing. Eric Johnson as your one, two, three. I don't know. <laughs> See, that's the thing. When you got Sam Gerard, Kale McCarr, and Devon Taves, you know, you're fine. And <laughs> Connor. So. This whole series, like the first game, obviously Colorado dominated by winning. What was it six to one? And they were just completely clowning Vegas. Yeah, it's whatever it was. It was a blowout, but a lot of people, even myself included, were thinking, okay, maybe uh, Vegas isn't that good. Maybe Colorado makes a quick work. And it really, it's been like a complete turnaround for Vegas these uh, past three games. They should be up 3 1 right now, but they're, I mean, Colorado's lucky. It's only 2 2 right now. Oh, Pierce, are you um, saying they, uh, they won the Deservo meter? Yeah, they're up 3 1 in the Deservo meter. That's the and uh, up right there. Yeah, and Jimmy, you're asking me, like, what the stats are, like, in the series, like, the advanced stats. So, uh, for the past three games, the expected goals have been 9.3 to 2 to 3.6 in favor of Vegas, which is a 72.1 uh, expected goals for sure. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's no way this isn't one of the most lopsided last three games. That I mean, like, what do you say about it? Like, they've been they've been out shooting them two to one three games in a row. I don't know the yeah. last time I saw that in a playoff series. And, and, they're, and they're not doing this. And they're not doing this against just any other team. It's the Colorado Avalanche who might be the best possession team like of the air. Like their possession stats were high fifties, low sixties. They're doing this against Colorado. But I also feel like, like I I don't. We haven't talked about this this year, but like with a team like Colorado, they've been up the whole year. They never had to face adversity once. No, they 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 have always run the the six all the time. Think about it. No, but, like, if you look at their stats, the last two years they have not had a game where the puck's not on their stick most of the game until this series. Yeah. Like, actually go look at that. No, since 2019, they haven't been outperformed this bad. Yeah, not not possessing the puck. That doesn't fail and, their culture. And got to give Vegas credit. They're locking up McKinnon 5-on-5 five five to a T. They made adjustments on their penalty kill. Um, They're not letting their I defense mean, break out at all. Like, the pressure they're – they're putting on the forecheck is crazy. Like they're not letting Colorado get out of their zone at all, which is like what they're good at transitioning the puck. What a shocker that Nathan McKinnon, uh, or I should say, what a shocker that the Vegas Golden Knights are doing a better job of shutting down Nathan McKinnon than the St. Louis Blues did. What do you mean? St. Louis has Jordan Bennington, the starter for Team Canada, at the Olympics. I mean, pick your poison, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. I, I, after game one, like I know Leonard started, but like, dude, Minnesota was like, you know what? You know what? They were doing the same thing to Minnesota. My theory was that if Minnesota can score that easily on that many shots against you and that, that small amount of shots against you that look out for Colorado in game one, I'm like thinking to myself, you know what? Maybe, maybe I was right here. Cool. That's, that's nice. And uh, I will f- be the first to admit, holy shit, I was wrong about Vegas. Yeah, I was too. I mean, this is – it's insane. Like you said, this is Colorado. And it's like I, – I really feel like Colorado, like you said, they're not used to this. They don't know what it's like to no. play from behind like this possession-wise. They're not used to this. Nope. Vegas, they can't always put the puck in the net. But they will have the puck more than you. 
they can they can at least get to that point. They can do that. And that's and that's the thing. You look at game two, Phil Grubauer's <clears throat> making the saves, and now you're not getting the saves from Phil Grubauer, and now the dam is broke. For, the thing the was, year. they still are getting the saves. Like and, game game four was a little like out of hand. But game three, he was giving them the saves. They just couldn't score. Yeah, I think yeah. The, they were up late in that game too. I think I'm the Vegas team is proof that transition speed is more important than foot speed. Mark Stone is one of the slowest motherfuckers out there. But the way they transition the puck, the way they move the puck is how they get up the ice that fast. I, I you can't tell me that I mean maybe maybe uh the underlying analytics would disagree, Pierce. Maybe uh, they uh they can track their kilometers per 60, but no, that's the way that team moves the puck allows them to get up the ice faster. Because it's it's not about foot speed, it's about puck movement. It's about where you get the puck, it's about how fast you move the puck. And you make teams chase you at that point. And you look faster in comparison. And you know what? You're moving the puck up the ice faster than they're getting to you. So that's and that's usually what you want to do. You usually want to get the puck away from the other team and uh, get the puck in their zone. Littleberry told me that. Vegas is doing it to a T. It, it, it's every single shift. Colorado looks lost. Yeah. And I can't I dude, last Sunday, none of us thought we would say that. Nobody no. thought you'd be saying that. But here we are. It's a reverse of what happened to, to to Vegas. Like they they look they locked the first game and now they like they the pressure they put on the four check is unbelievable. Like how they how quickly they transition it and then when they don't have the puck, they're on you. They're gonna get back from you and they're gonna put it on net and create high danger scoring chances. It's crazy. I hate Vegas, but what a pesky fucking team that is. Yeah, good good on them for that. Except for Max Pacioretty, he can fuck off. It's, it's I know another... if he wasn't such a dick, I would love him so much more. Uh-huh. Not even this, like because he's been a beast that series. This series, yeah. This series is just another case of um, not when, or it's another case of when your best pl- or one of your best players takes a stupid suspension, it bites you in the ass. Because right now, William Carlson is out is just dominating that second line of Colorado. Like there's just there's no way around it. Like Jonathan Marchessault, William Carlson, and Riley Smith are the line that's driving this series right now. Line that started off this team years ago, I believe, right? Yeah, no, yeah, and it's yeah. it's Let's turned say. into their second line because they made so many upgrades. But that's a yeah. good thing. Yeah, and when when you have that line rolling and the Pacioretty line rolling, it's very hard to compete with that. And yeah, and that's they, the thing. The Avs need a guy like Kadri right now down the middle to drive that second line. That's the Just thing. The stone, the stone line is completely like neutralized Nathan McKinnon. So when when you're Vegas and you can put that Carlson line out there, you've got a pretty good shot against their depth of win, especially when you have Nathan McKinnon not exactly anything. Five yeah, wouldn't it be nice if Nazem Kadri didn't completely shoot himself in the foot every single playoffs, and not just him, but his team every year? Wouldn't it be nice to have a guy who is near the upper echelon in the league in terms of second line centers. Like that's one of the better second line centers in the entire league. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, what if I just like completely fucked over my team because I want to hit just because I want to like remove Justin Falk's thinking abilities. Like I mean oh is he God. really a man if he out. doesn't do that, Jimmy though? He's it's been six games he's been out, right? Yeah. Can't wait till he comes uh, back in game yeah, seven and scores so. the overtime winner. It's gonna be so good. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's just kind of showing. I know Colorado's very good analytically, but a lot of these guys who are analytical darlings don't score. They're just good play drivers, and good play drivers can only get you so far in the playoffs. You need finishers, and if Brandon Sod's your only depth scoring finisher right now, that's a problem. 
Jonas exactly. Donskoy needs to step up. JT Comfort needs to step up. Tyson Jost needs to step up. Valerie Ninchushkin needs to step up. That was kind of who I was pointing the uh, shot at right there because he's got fantastic analytics. Everyone. I think everyone on Colorado has to step up, even like that first line of McKinnon minus. Yeah, the first line needs to break through. Five on five. Now yeah. Nichushka needs to continue his MVP season. God, I fucking hate this league. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite, my favorite tweet from those analytic idiots on Twitter was Jay Fresh like three days later. Analytics. Stupid mock. No, that stupid mock draft he did where he was trolling. He's like, was this worth shattering my credibility? I was like, what fucking credibility? You're some idiot on Twitter who posts drafts. Jesus I love how it's like talking to yourself. Oh, man. My fall from grace. <laughs> Everyone's just like, like what? So tragic. God, no one, believe no one would believe my pretentious opinion anymore. Oh, no. They won't believe me when I tell them the fourth liner is a fucking Selkie candidate. What? How? It's like if you're trolling, seems exactly like what you do, anyways. Not a good troll. You're just. He's not dumb. He's not dumb. He's just no. intensely confusing. Intensely confusing. How I look at Still gonna use okay. his graphs though. So thank you for that. Take I care. also I also think that Colorado flipped a switch and get things going back in game five. Like going surprise me if they came out with the dominating performance. But Vegas, <laughs> the home crowd is definitely gonna help. Yeah, Why the fuck yeah. isn't Logan O'Connor in the like, lineup? The people- exactly, dude. <sighs> and then what thing people but- are talking about a lot with um <laughs> like the next round at least is um. I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado, whoever wins between Colorado or Vegas, there's going to be a bunch of Montreal fans at those games. Like, there's going to be a bunch of Habs fans. Like, imagine like evolving wilds watching the game. It's going to be like, like it's going to be like 2015 when the Hawks made the Cup final. That's all I'm going to say. Like somebody misses coverage in a Vegas goal and they're looking at, they're just like, fucking Logan O'Connor would have done that. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is bullshit, man. Uh, Logan O'Connor would never, would never. But best you know, con- look at it too. Best player Evolving Wild, the Wild is too. Evolving Wild, are getting gap scoring. Evolving Wild has had me talking Crazy about them multiple works. times on the, on the podcast. That's that's credit to them. They definitely start a conversation. Feel good in that. Still never going to. The no, next yeah, side. no. It, Montreal, dude, that's literally. Well, no, Montreal has. Do they? They gotta have good. Possession statistics at this point, after how they just yeah we saw yeah they did that's last series so if there's one thing hockey men can do, um in terms of uh, aligning with analytics, it's just possess the puck. It's so funny because they're like you can't quantify possession, you can't quantify analytics. Now we're gonna go be a possession team and have good analytics. <laughs> you... All I'm saying is analytics go out the window in the playoffs at times. Just oh they oh they do flat out say it. Because you can you can dominate a game and have forty five shots and still lose. Oh, I thought it said Petrie suffers a UBI. That said Petrie suffers a UTI. I was like, damn, that's that's that sucks, man. Sometimes you just gotta pee, you know. Sometimes you just can't get there. I'm so I feel really bad for Jeff Petrie there. That's tough. That's at least three games. I bet a basketball player would uh, sit up for three games if they had a UTI. I bet, LeBron James would be, I bet LeBron James would need to be carried off the court if he had a UTI. Yeah. You know, Rich Beverly would I never Rich do Beverly that. Just so you know. Literally any like any basketball conversation ever with a hockey fan, it's like 
oh man, I love Russell Westbrook. Like, oh, just an amazing game from him. James, you Harden know, Rich Peverly died and wanted to play. No, I, yeah, it's like, it's, oh man, what a game by Trey Young. Oh, yeah, by the way, Rich Beverly fucking died and he still played. Did you hear about that? Dude, yeah. hockey's great. Anyways, you want to talk about hockey? No, so Did Patrice Bergeron play with a punctured lung? I feel like hockey fans just like fucking just stab themselves in the lungs and they're like, God, I love this sport. By the way, just I just love this sport. sport. Intensity. God, I love being better than this sport. Why doesn't nobody care about me? Uh guys are like bleeding over your stomach. Why doesn't anyone care about me? Why does nobody like my sport? It's better than everybody else's. Speaking of Colorado, I'm I'm looking at how, like, they're shutting down the McKinnon line right now. They're making McKinnon into Mitch Marner. That is exactly what is happening. Like, look at where these shot charts are coming from. Jesus. He's turning into Mitch Marner in front of our very eyes. It's terrifying. McKinnon (laughs) needs to get traded to Seattle or Chicago with that uh, hefty contract. I'm just saying – I'm just saying, like, Vegas is forcing that line out to the perimeter. They're not letting him get slot chances, which is something that Montreal did to Toronto, and that made that line struggle a big amount. You don't let Matthews get those slot chances, nothing happens on that line. You don't let McKinnon or Rantanen get those slot chances. You don't let Landeskog get in tight. Nothing happens on that line. Vegas or, has in the, Vegas's uh, case, you don't even let him get past the freaking circles because, like, <laughs> it seems like they can't even get 15 <clears throat> feet into the offensive zone right now. By the way – um. You want to hear the three top possession teams in the playoffs? Sure. Is it number one, first? actually, number three um, was the Edmonton Oilers with a 55.27 for C4. <laughs> um, second place is the Vegas Golden Knights with a 56.67. Corsi four playing against Minnesota the way they did that. There's no way that wasn't going to be up there. And now Colorado. Dude, okay, before I get to the number one, somebody has to like, like, I mean, some, I bet everyone somebody already has um and that's how we have this stat but i want to know the exact amount of shots because they've they've there have been so many games where vegas has just pummeled teams in the shot department um anyways number one uh pittsburgh 58.92 oh really because <laughs> wow. they were stepping yeah, over new york Julius really sorokin just decided what did and... i say teams are shitty analytics are winning playoff series this year and then that's... there's the lightning but and I mean, I have to look back, but this kind of happens every year, doesn't it? Like, dude, Dallas is a team that goes against Dallas, the grain. Dallas goalie there were two fuck. last year. It could have been Isles Stars easily last year. Dallas goalie the fuck out of Vegas. Like, <laughs> I was rewatching those 2020 playoff highlights, and it, there were so many overtime goals between those the Stars and the Lightning. The Lightning almost won every series on an overtime goal. Oh yeah, like it's pretty badass. Let's see. <clears throat> if my Colorado gets correct. shit together because if not, they're gonna lose in six. Yeah, Tampa Bay has just like one. every President's Trophy winner in the past, they get bounced in the second round. <laughs> you want to know how good a power play uh, is in the playoffs? How much that helps you? Tampa Bay is Tampa's eleven fifty percent power play almost. Tampa Bay has a forty-six point three two Corsi at five on five. Is this five on five? Actually, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Yep. Five on five. Forty-six point three two. Eleven on sixteen. Who cares? You have a 50% power play. You can do whatever the fuck you want. It's not, not, hockey is not played only five on five, so who gives a fuck? 
if you can win, that's why. That's why the Habs could. That's why the Habs are an interesting team right now. Because like, yeah, they're they're good five on five. Their special teams is killing it, and their goaltending's good right Joseph now. It's a perfect that, uh, storm. Like, I really hope they don't cool off in the next week. Because if they do, that's gonna suck. Dude, I'm sorry. Like, it'd be so fucking funny if Montreal won this year, all the way. If Montreal Please. beats Colorado or Vegas, they got my blessing. Like Jesus, <laughs> I. Which my blessings to kiss of death right now. So. I was last night. It really sunk in. Like that would be, it, it would be unpredictable. Like come on. Like that'd be so fun. Oh wait, no, because NHL GMs would. Oh god, no, 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 no. no. I take back everything I said. I take back everything I said. Yeah, Montreal NHL being good is not good for this league. You do realize you know, that, right? You never They're know the when you're the 18th best team in the league. That's terrible for this league. Yeah, no, I completely. They need to back. lose next round for the They're greater good. Sport. They need this to lose so- next round. That's the problem with the sport is we can't have fun things. How fun would it be for a team like Montreal to win? Dude, we have this happen all the time, though. Like, there's a low team that makes it every year, and then they get this false hope that they're good, and then they kind of fuck their team over for the next couple years. (coughs) Nashville. L.A. was kind of like this, too, in 2012, weren't they? No, no, no. L.A. didn't fuck up their team, but they were. L.A. was still good after that. L.A. made the conference final the year after and then the cup. I just mean, who was the last eighth seed to win? I think it was L.A. Yeah. Yeah, so they were good, I mean, then they're going they were to the say, hottest AT this team, is, this league has ever seen. Now, yeah, no, it sucks because the, in any other sport, this is the coolest fucking thing ever. In hockey, it's oh god, it's happening again. Yeah. Oh god, we're too good. I for just want to bring this up from speaking of analytics, NHL, te- NHL teams with two people or less working in analytic departments. Chicago is one of them. Hmm. Before but I thought Portfolio was at the forefront of analytics, guys. I'm sorry. Before I get interrupted for the 10th time, I wanted to bring up the fact that the shot totals are 100. Are, so the shot totals for Vegas and Colorado are 119 to 63 in the last three games. It's called not being good at hockey. Are you the joker? I'm not going to lose it. Um no no Dylan did you say the Hawks are one of the only two teams not using analytics seven there's like there's like eleven teams not using them and we're one of them I was just saying that I didn't realize Pierce was trying to say something Pierce just yell next time honestly it's not hard mm. okay. just talk right. over me. I was, I've been that's what I do like, like ten times I'm like I want to get my point through Pierce just literally talk over me it's not fucking hard like Jimmy does Pierce. it all the time. Like Pierce we just talk Canadian. over each other. It's not that big of a deal. No, no. Yeah. Like, like Pierce, if you just keep talking, I'll shut up. Like I usually get the point. <laughs> Don and I have Don and I have uh, talked enough comic book shit to learn how to. The way Dylan and I communicate is just we talk, and then someone says, "Here, you can have the baton. You have it. You're good." Pierce, you're just a nice Canadian boy. I can't blame you. Wait, no, I don't like yelling over people. That's the thing. No, <laughs> Pierce is definitely the person that lets everyone in on the highway. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am. I am. I'm the guy that I'm the guy that's like, get the fuck out of my way. I'm getting over to the left lane. <laughs> Dylan, you and I, buddy, we get it. Pierce, we have to. You need to come to America, Pierce. You gotta. No, I need to. Yeah. I need to be more. You of need a to man. jump on the ship with the halves. Yeah. I go to America. <laughs> <laughs> You just need to pull up your bootstraps right the fuck now. Come on, dude. Oh, you're right, dude. Yeah. I'm not a man. I need to go to America where men are built. Next podcast, Pierce is just going to overcompensate. It's just going to be, as I was saying about that, shut the fuck up, Dylan. <laughs> My Habs, Dylan. Who lost? Who beat your Jets? 
anyways. I'm gonna be wearing like a cowboy hat. I'm gonna have a Trump 2024 sticker in the background. So, anyways, my hams, make it on to the conference final. You guys don't get the facts. I'm sorry, did anybody uh, consider my white straight opinion? Actually, uh, anyways, as I was saying, you know, you bring up a good point, but what about put me playing devil's advocate here? <laughs> <laughs> Let, <laughs> By the way, I, I just want to say, like, I wonder how that arbitrator meeting went for Kadri. Like, they like walk in, and the arbitrator's just like, "What the fuck did you no. think was gonna happen?" <laughs> like, <laughs> was weird. like, well, here's my. I don't want to hear it. Get out of my office. <laughs> no, no, the arbitration. The arbitration should just be like they put a cardboard cutout of a player with their head down. And just give them five minutes to not run at it <laughs> and dome it. The <laughs> cardboard cutout. You really thought down. you were gonna get this appealed? Think, Nazem. Think. Think. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna have? How many people it? have to suffer before you learn? What <laughs> <laughs> your team? What are they gonna have after eight games? No, literally, that was the NHLPA with this suspension. Maybe this time you'll learn. Train. <laughs> <laughs> Pierce, have you watched He needs uh, to. But I like I've seen what I've seen scenes, so like I understand what you're Pierce talking about. Pierce knows like half the quotes already. Yeah, exactly. Last episode's been quoted to death. Yeah. <laughs> last episode is the one that it's gets still all good. Uh, I just wish it like uh it's gonna spoil it for so many people, but whatever. Dude, it, if anything, it'll make people watch the show. <laughs> At least it does that, right? Like I'm, I'm not as much recognition as possible. I'm sorry. It's, I'll say it. The story is so good. Mm -hmm. It is the same year that Marvel is just dumping out all their content. Invincible has become the most talked about superhero show. Like, that's fucking awesome. Because it's got the anime community now, too. Oh, true. The anime community bought into Invincible. They're like, I saw a TikTok where it's like, you're a freaking African-Americans plus mark <laughs> it's like mark with all these other anime main characters <laughs> it's like i'm rocking with mark because mark is rocking with us <laughs> and mark <laughs> hi guys <laughs> literally what's up guys <laughs> i meant to do that <laughs> oh, no. it's so good and it's and the dude, voice it, cast is that it's so it's the boys with better i'm sorry like no, literally they had the right amazon had the right idea in my opinion, because they knew that the animation, like the thing, like I, I told Jimmy this with the Clone Wars, because mm-hmm. like that was another animated show that I liked back in the day. If you get the right voice actors, that's all you need at the beginning. The animation be will get better with a better budget. And trust me, yeah. the show will get a better budget. The fact that it got greenlit for seasons two and three before season one even ended should tell you. Like, <laughs> dude, like the first episode I was watching it the other day, and the animation is. Very not good. It bothers me a like lot. But the voice acting is so damn good. Like it's, I can't not enjoy it. Like I'm sorry. So much. J.K. Simmons oh, yeah. is like J.K. Simmons just makes it. Like I, I also love uh, Stephen Yun. So like I love him as Mark. And uh, Sandra Oh is really good. And um, Mahershala Ali is really good in it. And Seth Rogen. <laughs> the fact that Seth Mahershala Rogen is in it is hilarious. Hmm? Like. Marshall Ali, dude. Fuck. Yeah. And he's going to be a reoccurring role from the looks of it. So. And the best thing is that, like, you got the Walking Dead audience, too, right? So, like, like my, my brother's girlfriend, like, I was, I was trying to get, I was, like, trying to put them on, too, because my brother, he, he, he grew up with comic book shit just like the rest of us, but she's, like, that's not her thing. Understandable. It's oversaturated just a little bit. I can understand that. But she was, like, saying how she, like, watched The Walking Dead, and she's, like, after, you know, like, 
X character died, like I'm done. I'm like, oh, who was that played by? And she's like, oh, Steven Yeun. And I'm like, you're going to like this show. You're going to like this. Because it's the same dude. Same dude. Robert Kirkman, baby. Robbie K. Dude, Robbie K is my favorite writer ever for graphic novels slash comics. I don't give a shit what anyone says. That man has brought so much of my childhood to life. It's great. And also, he has some of the most graphic comics I've ever seen in my life. Like Amazon had the right idea because saw Marvel and they saw Marvel and in DC making family friendly movies and they said what if we just like ripped everybody apart in every episode literally like, like let's do get what Game of Thrones did the first five seasons which is have no plot armor like Pierce you watch Game of Thrones no I've heard that there's no plot armor in the first five I've seasons. watched Walking Dead has little plot armor too but I then, think I've yeah. watched about half of it and uh, motherfuckers die a lot. They die a lot. The main, the guy who he thinks died. the main character dies in season one. So yeah, like, that shit was, wow. Yeah, no. But like, safe. that's what this show does too. This show's just got a bunch of turns. I love how this turned into like Jimmy and I like pitching Invincible to Pierce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Pierce, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Watch Invincible, please. I got to rewatch you Parks will. and Rec though. I've been wanting to do that oh, lately. God, yeah. Pierce has been quoting it lately, and I've been wanting to watch it again. Because, like, oh, man, it's funny. And they took away that 70s show for me, and I will never forgive them for that. Wait, what? They've they've taken it away from a year now. It was so stupid. And it's not coming back to any other streaming service. I never watched this. I swear they were saying they were going to put it on Peacock. and never did. Like, that's so frustrating. Like, I love that show. The thing of the 70s show is I've never watched it all the way through, but I've watched, like, two episodes Dude, I the first remember three fully. Seasons, first, like, I know it's better than Friends. It's better than Friends. Like you don't even have to try. It's a different vibe. I love it. Friends is literally just uh, okay. This is my. Pierce opinion. And I could spend a whole episode quote or a whole podcast episode probably yeah, quoting yeah. that show. Yeah. <laughs> Hot take, but um, Friends is damn only... Jackie. That could be anybody. <laughs> damn Jackie, I can't control the weather. Oh, I know that guy. Guy with the breathing problem. <laughs> oh man. Hmm. Oh man. God, the show's so good. So good. Yeah. Like <laughs> and it's like such a well-rounded cast. Who's like the main like I know Eric Furman's supposed to be the main guy, but like everyone just like <clears throat> it's like a group like of six that, out of yeah, the main characters. Yeah. Like everyone gets their screen time. Mm-hmm. Like Hyde gets his screen time. Uh, Jackie gets her screen time. Donna gets her screen time. Fez gets a screen time. Kelso gets a screen time. Like everyone does. It's great. <laughs> Except you, you can tell Foreman's the main character because when he left the show, it got shitty. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm going to Africa. I'm gonna go be a teacher. In reality, he's going to uh, Spider-Man to uh, become Venom. God, stop, stop. <laughs> this is what yeah. you want from me, God. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but skinniest whatever. version of Venom I've ever seen yeah. in my fucking life. Whenever I watch <laughs> Spider-Man three, I just always think Eric Foreman is Venom. That's so fucking. Good. I, I can't get over it. I'm sorry. It, it yeah. Buzz killed me when I saw it in theaters. I was like, Foreman's Venom. What the fuck? One of the worst hero castings of all time. It's it's entertaining, but it's awful in context of it being no, it's Venom. Terrible. It's it's actually terrible. It's I'm sorry. Like the, the Venom movie is a better casting than Spider-Man three. Like, I know Sam Raimi likes his cheese, but wow. <laughs> 
I got like, faith in Sam Raimi wow. for the new Doctor Strange movie, but That's if he makes a if he makes a fucking Venom choice like he did in this movie, like or like a What's superhero casting choice. Mephisto? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> when Topher Grace is like the surprise reveal is King of the Conqueror. Oh my god, it's over. But they already cast a king. No, but it's they're gonna flip it out because you gotta subvert expectations. Topher Grace. Topher Grace, Grace, Grace is gonna be Doctor Doom. Uh, <laughs> he's a little sassy voice. When he's is that way you can put a mask on him? You never know. He's a sassy voice like uh, Eddie Brock. Oh, oh my god! Fantastic Four. What you gonna do? <laughs> I guess you like, say you guys. He's gonna be like. He's gonna like rip out Thanos' spine and just be like, "Well, I guess I came out ahead." <laughs> <laughs> With some like shitty one liner and walk away, and it's gonna be like, what the fuck, dude? I like, it's true. Listen, listen, if they can make Owen Wilson good in this show tonight, they could do anything. Like, oh, dude, you know the best one would be hmm. fucking. Well, I may just be a doctor, but it seems I've completed the surgery without any issues whatsoever. Please, <laughs> please. Yeah, Sue, you. I bet you couldn't do that. <laughs> He's gonna just like have so many backhand comments at Sue. It's gonna be so ridiculous. Dude, Topher Grace, Doctor Doom, come on. I'm all for it. Yeah, Loki tonight, Pierce. You got to get on that. I'll give you my Disney Plus. I know, I know. Yeah, you are literally, you are like, you have, you made the worst decision making a podcast with the two of us. You're <laughs> never not going to watch every comic book piece of media ever. <laughs> You're fucked, man. I'm sorry. Cation, baby. Cation. Exactly. What, are you saying like this is a bad thing? <clears throat> That'd be a great podcast name, Dylan. Cape shit, baby. Cape shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Pierce, uh, have fun giving away all of your life to us for like the next three weeks. Oh Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Invincible, Loki. Uh, he has to watch Black Widow in theaters too. He's, uh, he's obligated to do that. I don't even know if I'm going to go watch Black Widow in theaters. I, I might just wait till it's on Disney plus. <laughs> I'm watching. I will, I will watch every MCU movie in theaters. I don't know, man. Uh, that one just like, I lost I like all Pugh. my life for that one. I will go see Shang-Chi in theaters. <clears throat> yes, sir. But Florence Pugh and David Harbour, man, that's, that's all I need. That's all I need. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I hope she. I hope we get to see her fall off a mountain again, so all the stands cry. <laughs> Why did you just watch this again? No. I'd like what? laugh my I would laugh maniacally <clears throat> in the theater if that happened. Dude, <laughs> like, I, oh my god. I can't wait till she's not revived because that's the dumbest fucking thing. She ever. didn't have a ray gun, bro. Why would they revive her? <laughs> you know I have ray gun. Right. Please revive me. <laughs> Please revive me. <laughs> See, and like uh. Please revive me. I have a ray gun. It's gonna be Colorado if they lose tonight. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, we're a we're a hockey podcast. We're a hockey you podcast. We have a Nathan McKinnon. Please revive us. Shit. We have a Devon Taves. Please revive us. Kale McCarr, Sam Gerrard, Miko Ranton, and Gabriel Landeskog, Alex Newhook, sometimes Nazem Kadri. Can't wait till the Hawks trade for Sam Gerrard in the offseason. It's gonna be epic. Uh, yes, oh, and yeah, Hampus Lindholm. Yeah. Yes, sir. We're the Toronto. We're the new Toronto. We just we're trading for everybody. And that, that's just that. <laughs> okay, so honestly, we throw Mitchell in a second. <laughs> and so we could throw him in. That's true. Get him back. Get him back to where he needs to be. So Colorado can get, get some him size. Back and, get him back in his true colors. 
Colorado needs We're trading the ball because they need size. Colorado needs size this series. That's why they're losing. That's why they're losing oh. lately because they don't have enough size. That's why. It's got to be why. Um, so I think we're like about due um, with the podcast. Um, what do you guys pick for tonight? What are we thinking? Who's playing who tonight? <laughs> I know Vegas, Colorado, but who else? Oh, oh yeah. Texas I got Carolina squeaking think... out in game five. Oh, you think they're going to win? Barely. I think the I home crowd how, helps. Win. Win. I think the home crowd is that's the boost you need. And if you win this, you are going back to Tampa Death March. Um pray your lucky stars that you don't take a fucking penalty. <laughs> or just don't take a penalty. Or a don't start Peter Morazic, you know. <clears throat> that would also be nice, but what would be pretty dude, epic. I love Rob Robert Nemore so much, but like <sighs> of course he's gonna play Morazic, dude. He's a he's a hockey man. He's a hockey man. What what else do we expect? We'll have um, a little hockey man in us. <laughs> there are two wolves inside you. <laughs> one <laughs> one is smart. The other one's a hockey man. One is hockey man. One is hockey man. Um, yeah, I think I'm going with you, Dylan. I think Carolina sweeps one out. Um, whether they start Mrazic or Nadelkovich, I don't think matters. Oh, I think it matters. I think that it won't affect if they w- I don't think it'll change if they win or not. I think what does change if they win or not is the penalty kill. I think that's what they need to win. It's pretty simple, but I think that's the simple thing they need. You're outplaying them five and five. You're outplaying them five and five. Like, fuck, just finish it off. Get it done. Get it fucking done. Get done. Yeah. Um, Pierce, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to be Pierce, oh, By the way, Pierce, the hockey podcast. Pierce, it's a hockey podcast. We can't disagree. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, oh, I love you so much, Jimmy. Are you right? I'm going Carolina tonight. I think Carolina. Just, it you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, always a pleasure to be talking with you. Uh, great opinions. Uh, I really agree there with uh, the a good penalty kill. Uh, I'm gonna say exactly what you said. This is literally why TNT is so much fun, dude. Shaq and Charles, like, come on. I need that. Tell no me. man, I think. Tell no Kenny. man, I think. Tell him, Kenny. I think. I think Tampa Bay winning tonight. I really like Vasilevsky and that. Victor Hammond is a rock on the blue line. I think Brain Point's going to help Chris. Real big dude. Really gets the size in there. I really like that. As a big dude myself. Uh, <laughs> as a big dude myself, you know. <laughs> I really relate to Vasilevsky. And Victor Hammond's oh, so a pretty tall know. guy, too. So, Shaq, you're thinking Tampa Bay tonight? No, I think the Chicago Bruins win tonight. <laughs> Which, again, I will say, there is literally a team – 40 minutes from me, and I'll call the Chicago Bruins. Yeah. So I just think that means Shaq is a very dedicated fan down to another level that nobody else would understand. Pure McGuire um, wishes he could be him. Did you dude, imagine a yeah. Shaq Pure McGuire interaction? Pure McGuire. Shaq. Well, we'll never get it. So <laughs> please, let's never Thank get God. it. Please. Um, all right. Vegas, Colorado. Um, I just want to say myself, I think Colorado gets back on it tonight. I just think there's no there's no way they can get a play like this again. I mean, there is, but I just don't think it happens again. You got the home crowd, too. That definitely helps. We said with Carolina. Not as rowdy as Carolina, but still a damn home crowd. That helps a lot to get back from that awful trip, to be able to go back home and try to change things up. I think it's your best shot at this. It's your only shot at this. So I'm going to say Colorado, I think maybe a 4-2 win. Hope For them, they're, they you need to make some separation in the scoreboard. I think so this is, I think they win, but I also think this is a must win. If they don't win tonight, I think they're done. Oh, not a question. 
you're not winning to, you're not losing tonight and going to Vegas and winning. You're not doing that. You're just not. So yeah. What do you think, Pierce? What are we thinking? Oh, Vegas. Oh, wait, wait. Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Colorado. I love you, Jimmy. Uh, I love the things you do. I love you so much. And uh, yeah, I agree with them. I think they get a four-two win. Uh, you know, maybe their 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 crowd isn't rowdy as Carolina, but uh, yeah, Colorado. Uh, they got a pretty good crowd. Yeah. Thank you, man. Uh, by the way, you want to talk about my angel career and all the uh, the uh, minor uh, minor oh, yeah. achievements yeah, I have and how great I, I am really, for that. I really agree with Steve Conroy that you're the fastest player on the team. You thank know? you, thank you. Yeah. Um, can you also um make sure to uh, Marty Stan Louis as well? You know, that's pretty cool. Two short kings, you know, going at yes, it. Yes, uh, yeah. Make sure to uh, make sure to um compliment and defend the uh, NHL safety department because uh, they try really hard, even though they're awful at their jobs. Oh, they yeah, try exactly. a lot, bro. They, you know, you know they that's the thing. Them. All you can do is try. It's a really tough job. I can't blame them. Thank you, Pierce. You've been a good slave. Um. Anyways, uh, Dylan, uh, your turn. Vegas wins four three in overtime. <laughs> Colorado gets up three one. Vegas comes back and wins. I could see it. I'm I'm going out that far on a limb because I feel like Colorado's gonna come out swinging, but then they're gonna get cold. That's a hell of a on. prediction, and I that actually makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Colorado just can't get can't wait away for Colorado from it. to win six to one. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Hey, that'd be nice because it means we're going to get a longer series for sure. Because Vegas is 100% going to go back and win at home and then game seven. Between and then my house will have a, get to face a beat-up team. Love it. Oh, my God. Look at this. I No, I've completely 180'd with the Habs over this podcast because I'm not – I can't have another eight seed winning and fucking up the league mm. again. I want whoever wins this series to absolutely shit on Montreal. Like wow. no mercy. My Habs? My Habs? Habs? Whoa! Your Habs, my Habs that beat your laughs. Hey, Jimmy, we're supposed to agree. <laughs> ha! No, fuck the Habs, dude. No, it's it's already 180. I was just getting on the Montreal bus on the hype train. I'm already off of it. I'm already off of it. 18th team in the league. Completely forgot about that and how that affects everything, which is sad. All right. So, boys, Pierce, I think that is it for today. Um, It's been nice talking about Eric Gustafson for an hour and a half plus, as we always should. Dylan with the fucking uh, flow. And your comic book stuff that that I'll inevitably not watch. Pierce is literally just... just, mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mark Grayson? Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Owen Wilson? Okay. Okay. Wow, Owen Wilson? Wow. 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 Yeah. Look at this, guys. Wow. All right, well. Inspirational. All right. Get vaccinated, wear masks, stay safe, and uh, enjoy tonight's games. It's going to be a good one, y'all.